Hi friends! Before we get started, I wanted to ask you a favor. If you are a regular listener of the podcast, would you mind leaving the show a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts? I'm sure you've heard that leaving a rating or review for a show helps others to find it, but in addition to that, it helps me out, knowing what you like best about the show. In Apple Podcasts and other players, you can typically scroll to the bottom and see ratings and reviews. This is also where you can leave a review yourself. Thank you so much for being a listener and for helping to grow the podcast. Without further ado, this is Diapers and Disciples, episode 39. On Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a mom. I'm Amber O'Hearn, and today's chat is with Teresa Wegner. If you have listened to any of the episodes with my husband, you might remember that we love games. And that is one reason I loved this chat with Teresa. Teresa and her husband developed a living deck Bible verse game that helps kids grow in virtue and defeat sin in the real world. Teresa and I chat about teaching your kids to hide the Lord's word in their hearts, family prayer, and what went into discerning the Lord's will in pursuing the Animo trading cards. This is going to be the last regular episode of season one of the podcast, so thanks for listening in today. Here's my chat with Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Amber. I, I'm really excited to chat with you. Um, I heard uh, about Animo from you um, a while back. It was probably... I mean, maybe back in January. So I'm really excited that we're finally uh, now talking about it um, on the podcast. But before we jump into that, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about you and about your family. Um, So we are a family of six. Uh, I met my husband in college and we've been married for 13 years. We have four awesome kids. Um, one is our oldest is almost 11 and she's a girl. We have an almost eight-year-old boy, an almost six-year-old girl, and an almost four-year-old boy. And we are from Rochester, Michigan. Great. You're um, just kind of like one or two steps ahead of me because my oldest is um, four now. So <laughs> um, okay, it'll be fun. Okay. We're, we're just kind of entering into like the school-aged years. Um, so that's great. Um, yes, we are embarking on definitely new waters over here, especially with one going into middle school next year. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a different dynamic with the 11 year old and a four year old than it was when we had a four year old and an infant, you know, so everyone kind of gets a different, I don't know, a different, uh, feel for life, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) That's interesting. So, yeah, but, um, you know, there. someone once told me that um, as much as I might worry about not being able to give each one of my children as much as I was able to give, if I could have just given it all to one or something, that each of them give each other more than I could give them. So mm. um, it's just, it's really beautiful to just see them interact and just play out life together. Mm. I love that. That's wonderful. Um, so do you, do your children go to a uh, traditional school then or um, homeschool they or a do. mix? They do go to a traditional school. My um, preschool, I never sent my kids to preschool. I always had them here with me until kindergarten. Um, but uh, it's something we've prayed about a lot. Um, I know not everybody um, is called to the same 
thing regarding education um, in for us, it, it, we do feel that we are called to be lights in the public schools right now. Of course, God could um, lead us elsewhere in the future, but um, right now that's where we are. And um, we do see him working um, with us just being able to share our faith with uh, those around us and also encourage other Christian families in the school. Mm, I love that. That's great. So are, are your kids out for the summer now or are they, they actually finishing up? have one more week? So a oh, week from okay. today is their last day. It seems like every <laughs> year it gets later and later and I don't know, but yeah, we're all uh, biting at the bit to be done for the summer. So. Sure. Oh, that'll be exciting. Do you usually have a specific summer trip or summer plans that you do or just kind of take it easy? It depends on the year. Um, this year we're not going anywhere, but we did do a Memorial Day weekend getaway. Um, my brother has a cottage and the kids love going up there. So we, we did that. And then the kids will get to do a couple um, church camps. So they get to still do something. But I, I feel like I'm kind of trying to hold on to this summer a little bit because it's my last summer having all elementary, you know, my mm. daughter's going to middle school next year and I, I'm not sure how the dynamic will change for next summer. So right now they all like being home and with their family and they enjoy playing together and um, they can all kind of enjoy the same thing right now. But I expect that's going to change dramatically in the next couple of years at least because, um, you know, as the older one gets into a certain age, she's probably not going to want to play on the swing set with the little ones all day. So sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit sentimental about this summer for sure. I'm just trying I want to mm. enjoy it as much as possible and really just uh, enjoy having them here with me. Mm, that's great. I love that you're aware of that now, like going into the summer, like, oh, I just want to soak in the summer and really yeah. appreciate it for what it is. That's great. <laughs> um, so maybe you could tell us a little bit now about um, Animo trading cards and how the idea came about for that. So um, it came about because we had our own kids bringing home um, trading cards from friends and neighbors. I mean, we didn't really buy them, but they were collecting them, and especially our um, seven-year-old son, and um, we noticed a kind of a trend with the trading cards in general, whether it was like a Pokemon kind of card or it was a um, sports card. Um, they would look at them, they would study them, they would collect them, they would memorize what was on them. Um, they would share them with others and they would imitate what was on them. You know, the sports one, they would try, oh, I want to get this many home runs or the Pokemon we noticed. Um, we didn't know much about Pokemon <laughs> until a couple of years ago. Um, and they started bringing them home and we noticed they had uh, each character had like a power, quote unquote, and often it was magic or it was like a violent power. Like one of them was like some kind of scratching or something like that. And we noticed they were imitating them like, ooh, I'm giving you the scratch or whatever. And I just thought, Ugh, mm. like, I don't know. I I felt like 
they're using all of this time and energy and brain space to memorize what's on these cards. And it's really nothing that is worthy of them memorizing. And I just, I went to my husband, I said, you know what, do you think there's something out there where it's a trading card that would be just in, as engaging for the kids that would be just as attractive to them as these, but has like God's word on them. And we looked, we looked, and we looked and we, we did not find anything that would be attractive to children their ages. Um, we found some that had Bible verses on them, but um, they needed something that was lighter and something that had the fun characters that would kind of draw them to the cards. And so uh, my husband took it upon himself and just created them. Um, he originally created them for them to have for Christmas. Um, that was 2016. And a couple things that he wanted to make sure were on the cards were obviously God's word. Um, but what he did was he gave um, each character either a virtue or a sin that uh, that was attributed to them. And the characters that had a virtue attributed to them, like kindness, um, they had the Bible verse to um, support that virtue. Mm -hmm. And the sin, sinny characters um, that had a sin attri attributed to them, they each had a Bible verse that would help um, them to defeat that sin. Hmm. So basically it's, okay, you have a virtue card. Those cards have a Bible verse that help you put on that virtue. And the sinny cards have a um, Bible verse that helps you to defeat that specific sin in your life. And so basically what we're doing is as opposed to say Pokemon, where they give you a fake battle and fake or magical powers um, and often violent to fight that battle. We're giving kids the real power of God's word to fight mm -hmm. the real battles that they face every day in their minds and their hearts, um, decisions mm -hmm. they have to make and just um, character wise. So um, that's really what our goal was with them. And again, his biggest goal aside from that was to make them as attractive and engaging as the other cards they had been exposed to and put them in the same format so mm -hmm. that it was something that we already knew that they would respond well to. Mm -hmm. So um, they got them for Christmas 2016. Um, they loved them. They just, we were honestly shocked at how much they loved them and how much um, other kids wanted them. We had some neighbors knock on the door. Hey, do you have any more of those cards? Um, we had just parents calling. Hey, can we get some? You know, so we had a really big response. And um, my husband, um, for better or for worse, is a perfectionist. And he said, <laughs> if I'm going to put these on the market, I have to do a lot more with them than what I've done, you know, just for this Christmas gift. Like, he spent two years developing them um, to where he felt they were worthy of putting on the market. He created, um, along with a friend of his, two um, games to go along with them. Um, and we added story cards and equipment cards and power cards for them to play the games. So the story mm -hmm. cards um, each have a reference to a passage of the Bible. And collectively, each of the story cards tell the gospel story. 
Um, That's awesome. The equipment cards each represent a piece of the armor of God, and the power cards um, represent faith, hope, love, and prayer. So all of those things together with the Cine and the Virtue character cards um, all create these two games. So one of the games is a family game that you can play around the table. This was really important to me as a mom of multiple aged kids. I wanted something that we could all enjoy together and my youngest could enjoy just as much as my oldest. So um, we uh, came up with a game that is basically a drawn swap kind of game. You want it, um, you each have a, a, a few cards in front of you and you're basically drawing and swapping out. You want to get rid of the sin and it's, we call it hide it in your heart. So the cards in front of you are quote unquote, your heart. And um, so basically you're trying to get rid of any sin that might be in your heart, swap it out with virtue. Um, there's even a bonus. Um, if you have the cards, um, Bible verse, the center card memorized. Um, the, um, mm. So uh, that's that game. And that's easy enough for kids four and up. Um, and then there's a one-on-one -on -one game that's more competitive. It's called Sharpen Your Sword, where each player tries to sharpen their sword before the other sharpens theirs. And uh, basically the way they do that is by getting points with their virtue cards, but they can't play the virtue cards if the other, if their opponent exposes a sin, um, quote unquote, in their life or whatever. And then they have to defeat that sin before they can move forward um, and score points. So hmm. Basically, the objective of both games is get rid of the sin in your heart and fill it with virtue. Hmm. Wow, I love that. I think that's so powerful, like equipping your kids with God's word and the gospel message through a game that they can, you know, enjoy playing and play with other kids and play with the family. Um, I, I well, just love that. Yeah, and really enjoying it with other kids. Like we see how quickly we saw how quickly my son got into Pokemon just by other kids sharing it with him. And we thought, you know, what a great way for kids to share the gospel with their friends. Oh my and gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> we yeah. have a my daughter was at a camp last summer and um she had um a girl in her cabin who said some negative things about the Bible and um, she, but then a few days later, she noticed my daughter's, um, animal cards taped up in her trunk. And she said, oh, those are really cool. What are those? And so mm -hmm. my daughter was able to tell her like, oh, these are, this has Bible verses on it and, you know, explain it to her. And she said, would you like to have them? And the girl said, yeah, I would. So that girl had her first positive experience with the Bible because she saw these cards that were first attractive to her. Um, but also, it's important to us, for kids to see the Bible can be fun. It can be enjoyable. It's a gift. So to share that with their friends confidently and say, hey, look how fun these are. Like, yeah, they have the Bible on them. You know, how cool is that? So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that that's definitely an important aspect of it as well. That's neat. So you mentioned the characters on each of the cards is the artwork um, something that you or your husband did, or is that um, someone else that you hired to do the artwork on the cards? My husband did 99% um, 
95 to 99% of the artwork himself. My husband is um, amazing. <laughs> I don't really know how else to say it, but um, yeah, he he's one of those people, if you didn't love him, you'd hate him because he can do anything. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he's, he's always enjoyed drawing um, and has always had a knack for it, but um, he's really... Um, really developed it with this and uh his sister's actually um a professional artist so she has an etsy page and she contributed some art for them and then there were a couple other girls who um who we knew who contributed art as well so um and you know honestly a lot of our drawings um are a result of our children's drawings so um and actually one of the characters is a drawing of my daughter's but um i mean most of the a lot of the characters we got ideas from our kids drawings and then he took those ideas and enhanced them and made them into characters oh that's neat I love that so you said the one game that you can kind of play as a family just around the table that could start you know as early as four and then for the other game that's more of is it more of like a Pokemon style kind of game where you're yes it's more of a typical trading card game style we've had um a lot of people who like to play Redemption reach out to us because Redemption is also a Christian trading card game, but it's um, a little more complicated. And um, it's, you know, for our kids at that age, that that's not something that really uh, piqued their interest. Um, sure. So they kind of reached out to us as, hey, this would be a cool game to get our kids kind of it's kind of like training wheels for trading card games. You know, it's like a a little simpler version, but it still has a lot of the trading card game aspects to it. So um, kind of a good way to learn them. Okay. And and then that game, like you think maybe eight or nine would be the starting age or... I, I, I mean, my seven-year-old plays it. Um, well, he's almost eight now, but when, yeah, I mean, all year he's been playing it easily. So, um, it, you know, it really depends on the child, but I would say probably, um, seven years old, maybe your six year old would be advanced enough, but it really just depends on the child. Okay. Neat. Very cool. Um, so before the game came out, um, did you and your husband, uh, do scripture memory with your kids or incorporate God's word into their daily life in other ways or, um, what, what was that like before, before the cards? Yes. God's word has always been an important part of our family life. And, uh, that's partially why we did this because, you know, our kids were getting older to where they weren't home with me all day. And I can't just sit down with them, read to them, um, help them memorize these Bible verses you know, they were gone so much of the day between school and activities, but we saw them taking these cards with them and studying them. And we thought, you know, what if they take these Bible verse cards with them, study those, these are something that they can, um, you know, really just use anytime. But um, yeah, I mean, really we, uh, we just, everything revolves around God and his word and his truths, Um, you know, in nature, you know, this time of year, especially we live in Michigan and the spring is so exciting because everything is blooming and changing. And we just remind them, hey, God made that. And how amazing is that? Mm -hmm. And 
um, you know, the sunsets, you know, God painted the sky tonight, look how amazing. And we just Mm. love to give him the glory for those things because, I mean, he's really the one who deserves it. And it's great to hear, you know, our four-year-old, look at what God painted, you know, Mm. (laughs) or whatever. Um, And, uh, you know, even just situations we have, like, you know, Jesus used anecdotes all the time and we'll use our own, you know, hey, remember when we got that fence and you ran the whole perimeter of our backyard because you felt so safe, you, you know, instead of playing in the middle of the yard all the time, afraid to go to the edge, you went to the extreme edge and just played around and knew that you were going to be safe. Well, that's how God's word is. Like, we can Mm. be safe inside the boundaries of his word. So using anything that they can use as a visual to um, help them understand, hey, this is what God is doing. This is what his word means. Um, You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I I love that so much because I think about all the times in my day where I'm in the backyard with the kids or I'm at the park with the kids or in the car and, you know, they're looking out the windows. And I just love that what you're doing with your kids is taking those moments to bring God into the picture. Like, look at how God painted the sky. <laughs> I love that, you know? And, well, um, yeah. Psalm one or 19, one says the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hand. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, we can do that, uh, with our children. So, um, that's beautiful. So do you memorize the same verses that the kids are going over or do you have a separate, kind of scripture memory that you do on your own? Um, I mean, it kind of happens naturally. Like when I'm, you know, helping them memorize, it just happens naturally that I'll get to memorize it as well. So really, like I've noticed having kids has, in some ways, it can be difficult. You know, you don't get your hour chunk of time to really spend in the word or devotion every single day. I mean, I know there are moms out there who do and you guys are amazing. Um, but there are days that, yeah, that just can't happen. There's just the constant interruptions. But, you know, God gave me um, a visual just recently, actually, as I was anticipating the summer about Jesus and how he was just constantly on the go doing things for God. And, you know, he, um, you know, sharing truth and he had to retreat sometimes. But even when he did, people would find him. Hmm. (laughs) And it was like, he didn't always get, you know, that chunk of time he had hoped for, but, you know, he didn't drive them away either. He brought them in with him. And Hmm. so um, he said, okay, I'm spending some time with God. Let's, uh, let's do this together. Let me tell you a little bit more about him. So um, I, I have seen that in my motherhood walk that um, as much as I can say, oh, I don't have time for this. Really, he's showing me himself all day long through my children and my children. Um, I can show them him all day long through um, my actions, my words. I mean, they learn more about him um, through uh, the way we live um, than just what we tell them. So, um, yeah. I, I love that. that. I answered your question. <laughs> oh, it totally does. Oh my goodness. And I have never really thought about um, the interruptions that <laughs> Jesus encountered, you know, when he was off taking his prayer and like speaking with the father. And I love that. That's a beautiful visual from motherhood. <laughs> and um, when he had those interruptions, you're exactly right. Like bringing his apostles into that. Um, that's That's awesome. I really love that. Um, so does your family prayer life, uh, I know it kind of 
um, you were talking about, you know, just speaking about God and his word throughout the day. Do you have separate set family prayer times as well? Um, you know, we use our meals, um, because we're all together and, um, you know, for me, I just feel it's important to pray before we eat because we can't take it for granted. You know, there are so many people in this world who really don't have food. So um, I like to encourage that. But I also like it because um, those are kind of, uh, um, what am I trying to think? What's the word? Um, like, not milestones in our day, but kind of. Oh, like anchors? Yeah, they're just like different um points in our day, you know, breakfast is, we're praying about, hey, we're giving this day to you. Thank you for it. Please guide us today, you know, that kind of thing. Um, And then um, lunch, whoever's home with me, you know, we kind of pray, hey, thank you for this that we got to do so far, please, you know, Um, and then often, of course, like praying for others. And then at dinner time, you know, a prayer and reflection of our day and um, just, Mm. you know, that kind of thing. So um, I like that about praying at meals. But um, we also really um we really enjoy praying for and with each other um you know if there's uh, something specific that's going on you know we can talk about it but really the best thing to do is to pray about it um praying over each other so um my husband started at a new location for work a couple weeks ago and you know that morning he was nervous about it and so we just prayed over him and uh you know, that kind of thing. If there's something big that we know is going on, like we'll try to pray over it. Um, I used to, and I will admit we haven't been doing it, but we used to try and do it every morning, praying over my husband or over the kids before school. And it seems like mornings have gotten a little bit crazy. But there was one morning where my um, second son, who at the time was like three or something, he prayed over Josh and said, I pray daddy wouldn't be sprayed with fire and volcanoes. (laughs) And, you know, it was just so sweet because it was like, he had obviously heard about volcanoes somewhere. It was something on his mind and it was a concern for him. And, you know, I joked like, well, I don't have to worry about Josh being sprayed with volcanoes today at work (laughs) because Simon prayed for him. But, um, but, you know, just to see the, the little ones even, like, see that and say, you know what, I can pray for this person. And, um, and uh, yeah, it's just been great. So another thing that we enjoy doing um, that we heard um, about at our church was um, praying blessings over the kids at night. So um, they each have a blessing, and the blessings come from the Bible, but we add... Um, may you into them. So for example, my daughter's, uh, my youngest daughter's verse is Philippians 4, 4 through 9. And we pray it over her. May the Lord bless you and may you rejoice in the Lord always. May you let your gentleness be evident to all and may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think of these things and may the God of peace be with you. I just think there's something powerful about praying scripture over them. And uh, if we look at the Old Testament, we know, you know, how prevalent blessings were. And I think it's important for us to give our kids those blessings as well. Mm, Um, Wow, I love that. So is it a different blessing for each child, different scripture that you use? We have chosen a different scripture for each child, yes. Mm. And how did you go about that? Did you just, um, you know, pray for the Lord's guidance in that? And Um, Well, our... 
our um, the church that we used to go to, they did a class on it and they gave us some um, verses, which um, we chose a couple from there. And then the other ones we chose just from looking up on our own um, and just, you know, looking through the Bible and seeing like, oh, you know what, this would be a really good blessing. So, um, yeah, it's really anything, even if you have a child who's struggling with something specific and you search up Bible verse for this, and then you can find a bunch of them and then, you know, make a blessing out of it. But, you know, that's something we also did with the cards, the animal cards is, you know, the sins or the virtues. Hey, my child is struggling. We made, for example, we made an, an antagonosaurus um, because we had a <laughs> child who was being very antagonizing toward their siblings. And um, so we thought, you know, we need one. So we looked up Bible verses. So it's, um, mm, it's pretty, yeah, you can find what you're looking for, or just, you know, as you read, you, God will show you. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's great. And I love that you mentioned praying over one another as well. We have kind of fallen out of the habit of that a little bit as well. But my husband and I, um, and our kids used to do that, um, really regularly in the mornings as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, especially, I'd say maybe a couple years ago, I was going through a really hard time where I was um, I was having trouble finding, I would say, like joy in my vocation as a wife and a mother. And during that time, my husband would just like pray over me every morning, Lord, give my wife joy today, help her to know you today, help her to see you today. And I really think it's a testament to um, his prayers over me that um, I was able to, you know, come out of that time. Um, and so I yeah. just, I totally see the, see the power. And in not that. only That's did awesome. his prayers help you come out of that time, but God used them to help you encourage others in mm-hmm. that vocation. Mm-hmm. So That's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Prayer, prayer is amazingly powerful and um, we don't give it enough credit often and uh yeah definitely something to keep uh, regular in the home for sure hi friends i hope you're loving this chat with Teresa. i just wanted to take a quick break to give you a great way you can support the show father's day is right around the corner and a couple of sponsors for the podcast offer some great ideas for the husband father and grandfather in your life the first is date night in a subscription box service that helps you make sure you can have a date with your husband every month and there's no time pre-planning Each box comes with activities, date playlist, and a snack to share, so you can easily have a date night in after the kids go to bed. There's also a faith component that you can add to the subscription with an activity that helps you and your spouse grow closer to the Lord. The second sponsor is Catholic Balm Co., the makers of Catholic Beard Balm. This is what I gave my husband last year for Father's Day, and it was a big hit, so I'm so excited to have them as a sponsor. The Beard Balm is handmade in small batches and blended with essential oils for aromas like chrism, to remind you of your baptismal promises, and holy smokes, a combination of frankincense, myrrh, and wood smoke. And the best part? Every purchase helps to support youth ministry and the training of youth ministers. Check out special offers from these sponsors and more at diapersanddisciples.com sponsors. And thanks for supporting the show. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, your your balance of your, your day-to-day life with um, family life. And I know uh, both you and your husband um, work on these cards. I don't know if you, do you produce them yourselves or 
I don't know exactly know how that works, but <laughs> maybe you can tell us just a little bit about that, like your work and yeah, family life balance. It, it, yeah, so the cards have kind of become a second full-time job for my husband, which mm. he didn't need another job. But um, it's really this past year of really uh, spending a lot of time developing has definitely been a challenge. There definitely seems to some days feel like there's like no balance, but um, I can say that uh, surprisingly, as I look back, it, I I don't know. It's like, how did we do that? I, I don't even know. But we did because God was with us. That's all I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, something that helps me, there's a couple little things. Um, we have a calendar in our mudroom that is color coded. So each kid looks at their, looks for their color on the day and says, okay, my color is up there. What do I have going on? So it kind of helps. I mean, I'm still definitely the calendar keeper, but it definitely does help a little bit as far as um, helping everyone kind of become a little more self-sufficient and not just mm -hmm. all on me um, as far as uh, um, activities and all that goes. Um, and as far as like um, family life goes, we do try to have a dinner at dinner as a family, at least um, three to four nights a week. My husband does leave work early um, so that he can do that um, those days. And, um, um, he also will take a child out to dinner each week. So, um, once a month, each child gets one-on-one -on -one time with dad. Mm. Um, and that has been a big help for them because he has been very busy with, um, his job and then the carts. So, um, uh, and then another thing um, that has helped is just trying to incorporate them into some of the things we're doing with Animal. So like when we needed to play test the games, um, we would have them do that with us and we would tell them, hey, we need your help. You know, can you help us play test these? Um, we have them help us. Hey, can you guys come up with some ideas for we need some more sins or we need some more virtues to put on the cards? Can you guys think of some? And um, hmm. so, you know, we had a lot of fun with that with them. And um, also, like I had mentioned before, them drawing the pictures and us being able to use some of those. Um, on our website, we actually have a little video that shows some of the transformations from their pictures to the cards pictures. Um, and uh, just, yeah, trying to involve them because there are a lot of things that we just, if we didn't involve them, yeah, it would seem like it it's just taking us away from them, which is totally the opposite of why we created these. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, you know, we, we want them to enjoy them and not resent them. So um, yeah, just trying to, uh, yeah, trying to include them and also just have fun with it and with them with it. So, um, and including them in the prayer for them mm -hmm. as well. That's great. I love that idea uh, that your husband does the one-on-one -on -one kind of like dinner dates or whatever they are uh, once a month. That's really neat to have that that time. I feel like that's going to be a memory for them growing up that they're just going to have. They're going to remember that one-on-one -on -one time with their dad. That's that's really neat and special. Yeah, my um, dad actually did that with us. Oh, and um, he, he worked a lot. He worked seven days a week. Um, when I was a child, he, he worked a lot. But those one-on-one -on -one dates, it was like, I looking back at my childhood, even though he worked a lot, I never felt like he was uh, not involved in my life. So I, I think those one on one dates really had a lot to do with it, that he took the time to 
just spend that time with me personally mm. by myself. So. Mm, that's neat. So Teresa, thinking about just um, myself as a mom and other moms who might be listening who feel like they have something on their heart that they feel like God is asking them to do. Uh, maybe it's like an entrepreneurial venture um, like you and your husband um, are going through right now. Do you have any like tips or encouragement for women who are in that place? Um, well, I'm glad that you phrased the question or that you said that God is calling them because if God is not calling you and um, you are trying to also be the wife and the mother that he is calling you to be, that is going to be extremely difficult. Mm. Um, but I would say if you do feel he is calling you um, to obviously pray a lot about it um, and just also to know going in that it's going to be more time, more energy, more, um, it's going to take more of you than you might anticipate. There are going to be setbacks. There are going to be discouragements. Um, financially at first it will, um, you'll go backwards, but all of that said, if God is calling you to do it, he will give you what you need to make it happen. Like I said, just looking at these last two years where we've been doing this unexpectedly, um, you know, we didn't plan, go into this with the plan of making a new product. Um, but if he is calling you and guiding you to do this, he will give you what you need and you just rely on him and just remember that, you know what, he's the best business partner there is. So as long as you're working alongside him, he'll make sure um, that uh, that even though you're not able, he's able and, and you'll get it done. So hmm. I, lo I love that you mentioned that at the beginning, that if God really is calling you to it, but if he's not calling you to it, it could actually be um, detrimental to pursue something that maybe he's not asking of you. What went into that discernment of figuring out okay, is this something that God wants us to, to do? Um, well, my husband, um, when we prayed, obviously, um, my husband also fasted and, um, just again, just kind of praying specific prayers so that we could be certain that they were, um, that we were following him. So, um, you know, as far as, just financially or whatever, um, just praying like, uh, Lord, if you want this to happen, just, you know, just provide what we need to make it happen. And, and he always has. Um, and also with, uh, so we had a Kickstarter campaign um, that launched in February. And again, with that, it was, Lord, if you do not want this, um, this to happen, if this cannot glorify you, if it's going to... Um, if it's not going to enhance the king, your kingdom at all, then just don't let this fund, you know, that was our prayer. Mm. But Lord, if, if this, um, can glorify you, if this is your will that we continue with this and if children can be encouraged in your word by this, if it will encourage children to learn your word and share your word and be excited about your word, then Lord, I just pray it would fund. And, um, we funded in five days. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah, and we ended up, and actually we ended up funding um, pretty much exactly what we needed to print. Mm. So, you know, just seeing specifics like that um, line up is, you know, just confirmation. Um, 
and not to say that uh, he always works that specific way, but if you're in communion with him, you know, you'll know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's great. And I think it's great that you mentioned like that you had the, you know, confidence to say like, okay, Lord, if you don't want this to happen, like let the doors close and just then you could be at peace with that. Like if, if the funding didn't go through or, or whatever it is, um, that you were open to that idea as well, that maybe it wasn't something God was asking of you. Um, but just to allow him to work and to see, um, his glory in that through the funding and the doors opening. So, um, I think that's great. Yeah, there's actually, what is the quote? It's something like, I'm going to totally botch this. I didn't uh, (laughs) prepare to say this, but um, something about um, instead of fearing um, not being successful, we should be fearing succeeding at something that doesn't matter. Hmm. Something like that. And Hmm. um, that's definitely, you know, my husband said, you know, if this isn't going to glorify God, then it's worth it, worthless. So um, that's really all we want to do here. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, if he's in it, then we're in it. That's awesome. So Teresa, how would you say you have seen the Lord at work in your life the last year? Um, well, you know, with all of the animal stuff um, this year with the release and um, all of that, we've just yeah, with having so much on our plates, um, the kids getting older and being involved in more, we just, it's been a more overwhelming year than probably even when we had a new baby in the house. Mm -hmm. Um, but looking back on the year, I can just see how God helped us. He carved out the time we needed when we needed it. Um, and he provided for us to make it happen. So, um, it's just in that way, it's been really encouraging. I've often noticed in life that I see him a lot clearer the hard years. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, as much as we don't want the hard stuff, it's often a blessing because we get to see him working through it. Um, mm-hmm. And then also this year I've seen him uh, working with my oldest daughter um, just as she gets older and all the things that this mom who's never had a preteen is worried about and thinking about and Mm -hmm. he's just constantly like giving me like in my face um reasons not to worry you know it's just it's it's been uh really encouraging just this year how he has really uh helped me to have peace with um my kids getting older and just to see that they're gonna be okay and he has them in his hands so Mm, i love that that's great and what would you say is your favorite part of your home and why? Okay, so this question I cannot give one answer to because <laughs> I truly am so thankful for my home. We just moved here two years ago, and I could tell you a whole story about that, about how God worked, but that will be a whole other, would be a whole other interview. But um, <laughs> I think um, I narrowed it down to four. So I <laughs> love it. <laughs> Our deck, um, I love our deck because I just love to be outside with my kids and watch them having fun in our backyard. And uh, it's just like a nice little outdoor living space. I mean, it's not huge, but it's just cozy. And um, we put out planters this year for my daughter to have like a little garden. And it's just, it's just a nice place to be. Um, And then 
our nook in our kitchen where we have our dinner table because that's where we often are all together in the same spot for dinner or games or whatever. And uh, my fireplace, I would say, at Christmas time because our old house, we didn't have a fireplace. And so the last two years, Christmases, I've had that fireplace on like all season because I just think <laughs> it's just so exciting to have. And, I, you know, with being Michigan, it's like I'll just go sit by there and read mm-hmm. or whatever, like cuddle with my four-year-old. So um, we love that. And then my last part of my house that I really love, even though it's not a huge space, is my mudroom because um, it is the people who lived here before were very smart with the way that they designed everything and they um, the cubbies are just it's like it's just a space for the mess of backpacks and jackets and shoes Mm -hmm. and sports gear and all that stuff that comes with four kids and we get to put it all in that space they each have their own little cubby and it's organized to a point and there's a door we can close if it's not organized but it's Hmm. you know not in the middle of our foyer so um that's those are my favorite parts of (laughs) sorry that was a (laughs) lot more no that's so funny and I actually was wondering if you were going to say your mudroom when you mentioned it earlier because I for some reason I feel like when I talk to moms that have a mudroom that is like so wonderful to have because it is a place to put all the shoes and the coats and the backpacks and that's out of your like normal living space so I uh that's funny that you had mentioned that because I was wondering after you had mentioned it earlier if that would be yeah that would be one of them (laughs) yeah definitely and we we actually we have a we just moved into our home recently as well and we have a fireplace that I'm really excited about. Our last home had a wood burning stove that I really loved, but this fireplace has a um mantle, so I'm excited to be able to put yes, like hang stockings, the stockings up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's so fun and it, it is like so cozy in the winter. Yeah, so. you know, it's the little things. It is. That's great. And uh what have you been loving recently? Well, this question honestly it's not just recently this has been ongoing for probably about seven years um I have a mom's group and um these I I can't even like (laughs) I don't know I the way that I'm able to grow spiritually as a result of the mom's group and um just knowing that we're praying for each other encouraging each other learning with each other Um, you know, going through some of the same stages together and just gleaning from each other with those. It's just, I just love that group. And I can honestly say they're probably all listening right now because that's just the kind of people they are. Like we just are, it's like, you know, we're sisters in Christ. We truly are sisters. Like we just love each other. And um, yeah, I just love that group and just the prayers that we give each other. Um, I honestly would highly recommend any moms listening who don't have a support group um, of moms to seek out a MOPS or a moms group at a local church because mm. it really is, um, yeah, foundational for me. Mm. So I love that. So did that come about? Is it a MOPS group or did it come about through your church? Um, it is not a MOPS group specifically. Okay. Um, it was actually a moms group that I had attended um, at our old church and. Um, they were all a, like a couple, maybe a step ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Um, my oldest was just a toddler when I started going, and they all had 
um, upper elementary going into middle school kids. And okay. um, so they kind of phased out and um, they, two of the leaders invited me to lunch one day and it was like, so we prayed about it and um, we feel you need to take it over. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I was like, I had one child and I was like, I don't know, I too much. <laughs> but, um, you know, then I had my second child and it was like, you know, it, it's almost like the more kids I've had, it's like, yeah, this is, you know, this it's leading. It has been so such a blessing because I'm forced to learn the material, which, um, is good for me. You know, it's, it's God's word. So, mm. um, so yeah, so we've continued it, um, and it's been ongoing for a good eight years now that I've been leading it. And um, yeah, it's it's not just um, man. We probably have moms from seven different churches that come. So it's really just you know, and whether it's um, and just different denominations as well, all Christian. But um, yeah, we're not specific to one church or one. Uh, Christian denomination. It's, hey, if you love the Lord, you want to live and serve God through motherhood and be a godly wife and mother, then come and join us. <laughs> so, yeah. Beautiful. I love that. Do you guys meet weekly? We meet bi-weekly, but actually we just had our last meeting um, for the summer uh, this past Tuesday. So we'll convene again in September because between all of us, Oh, I don't even know how many kids there are. I feel like that there's like <laughs> 60 kids or something. And yeah, we have two amazing yeah. um, volunteers who watch our kids during our meetings. But wow, um, when nice. they're all out of school, it's just not possible. So sure. Yeah, that's great. And do you follow a particular Bible study or um, does it vary depending on the season? We don't. Um, yeah, we kind of follow a rotation. So we'll do a study on um, motherhood, a study on being a godly wife, and then a study on, um, just being a daughter of Christ. So in, uh, ourselves spiritually, you know, um, enhancing our, uh, relationship with Christ. So that's kind of our rotation. Um, but actually the last study we just did was just on the book of Acts. So, um, it just depends. I mean, honestly, we just pray about it every time and every time he leads us to what he wants us to study. And it's always, um, yeah. Mm. So that's neat. I love yeah. that. Um, and then my last question for you is, do you have any mom hacks to share or something that's making your life a little easier? Well, aside from my animal trading cards plug, where I would say, honestly, it is helpful for me when my child is having an issue, um, with a certain character issue, I can say, Hey, Let's look at this card together. What does it say? I want you to take this with you today. Meditate on this Bible verse and see how it helps you. Um, that has honestly been helpful. Um, but and then my other thing is a little. I feel like almost shallow saying it, but my Roomba. It's it's one of those vacuum cleaners that you just turn on, and it it's like those round ones that goes throughout the house and. My husband got it for me for my birthday this past year. This this is what I like for like gifts. I'm like, don't get me jewelry. Don't get me something that I have to worry about like losing or whatever. But get me something that will help make my life a little bit easier. So mm -hmm. I, I know like all the um, 
you know, mainstream stuff says, don't get your wife a vacuum for Christmas or whatever. It's like, no, <laughs> get me a good one that'll help me clean the stairs or whatever. You know, I'm like, yeah. just whatever will help make what I do here easier. So, um, yeah, I love it because I can just turn it on and I'll go for a walk with my youngest or I'll um, go to bed or whatever. And then when I come back, it's, you know, the floor is pretty much clean. I mean, obviously, it's not a human eye. But Mm -hmm. um, it does pretty well, and uh, it just gives me some time back of Mm -hmm. my day. That's great. I I wondered how well those worked. Um, Yeah, we we don't have one, but we um, had had stayed at like an Airbnb, and um, the person had one had one, and I wondered how well it worked. And uh, it's funny because my it actually startled my daughter because (laughs) she had never seen one before. She wanted to know (laughs) if it was alive, (laughs) moving around. But um, well, we joke. We call it. We we. uh, I mean, I don't know if this is. you know, but anyways, we joke and we call it Martha because of the Mary and Martha. We're like, well, now we get to be Mary because Martha's cleaning my floor for me. So I can just be Mary and, you know, read my Bible right now. But yeah. Hysterical. So. I love that. That's funny. <laughs> can something spiritual into just about anything here. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Teresa, if people um, want to find out more about you or about the Animo trading cards, where where would you send them? So our website is www.animocards.com. And we also have a Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash animocards. And um, so on the website, you can um, order. You can see um, a video about them. You can uh, learn more about them. There's a lot of information on the website. And then on our Facebook page, you would get updates. And um, also, uh, there's going to be... So right now, we're actually in production right now. So they are at the printer. And uh, we expect for them to be here um, by the end of the summer, we're hoping. Um, so we do have on our website the ability to pre-order right now, but um, Facebook would keep you updated on you know how close we are to getting them in and um, how soon you can get them in your hand. And then after they're in everybody's hands, um, then who had pre-ordered, then we'll be doing um, Bible memorization contests for the kids where they can send in a video of themselves saying the Bible verse of the month and someone will win a pack of cards or like a holograph Mm. card or something like that. And then um, we'll also have drawing contests where they can send in their own characters with, you know, either a sin or a virtue and a Bible verse attributed to them to kind of get kids thinking about that and drawing um, some characters. And then we'll pick one to make into a real card. So just things like that you can find on our Facebook page um, that are fun and just kind of interactive for the kids. Mm, That's great. That's so fun. Um, well, Teresa, thank you so much for coming on today. I really enjoyed chatting with you and learning more about you and your family and your life. So thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I just love that you do the show and uh, may God just bless you in it. Mm, thank you. Let me go ahead and close this in a prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for the gift of yourself. Thank you for the gift of this day and the gift of our families. We pray, Lord God, that you would reveal yourself to all of the mamas listening today. Pray that 
that they would know you, Lord, in their work and in their prayer and in their families. And Jesus, we offer this prayer in your holy name. Amen. Hi, friends. I loved what Teresa shared about equipping our kids and ourselves with the real power of God's word. I think it's so easy for me to get lost in the day-to-day tasks or worries about the past or the future that I forget that I'm living for something beyond this life and that every day the choices I make are drawing me away from or bringing me closer to our eternal home. Hiding scripture in our hearts and minds allows us to call to mind God's word, grow in virtue, and resist temptation. And how powerful that we can share that with our kids as well. I also love what Teresa shared about her nightly prayers over her kids. If you're looking for a way to start bringing scripture into your kids' hearts and minds, that might be the perfect way to start. Thanks again for listening in. Until next time, you all are in my prayers. God bless.